Welcome to Easier Movement, Happier Horses. I'm Mary DeBono, your movement and mindset coach. If you'd like to have flexible, balanced movement, a relaxed, confident mindset, and a joyful connection with your horse, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share what I've learned over the past 30 years of helping improve the performance and partnership of horses and their humans. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Easier Movement, Happier Horses. Today I want to share something that I think is super key, but I find that a lot of riders don't know about. Okay, and it's so, so important to have a just a harmonious relationship with your horse, to be able to ride your horse easily and to help riding be both enjoyable and healthy for you and your horse, this is necessary. Okay, so what is this? What is the the key, the missing ingredient from a lot of people? Well, I will give you an example. Okay, I think that's the best way to illustrate this. Just say you're you're riding your horse in the arena and you're doing a 20-meter circle. And it doesn't matter if you don't ride 20 meter circles or whatever, you can fill in the blank with whatever it is, whether it's trotting down the trail, jumping a course of jumps, doing a raining pattern, whatever it is. But we're going to use the example of a 20 meter circle. You're riding the circle, you're riding your horse, and you notice your horse feels a little stiff. Maybe she feels a little resistant or she's kind of pushing against your leg or falling in on a shoulder or something like that. Something is not the way you want it. Well, what do we do? What do we do? Often we use stronger aids. We think about what I want her to do, what I want my horse to do. And I ask a little louder, if you will. Right. And we, we just kind of focus on what our horse is doing. And oftentimes we forget about what we're doing right? We don't think about that. What are we doing? Are we clear on how we're asking our horse? So let's get back to that circle. When you ride a circle, or again, fill in the blank with whatever activity you want to do with your horse, okay? You have to think about how are you creating that within yourself? How are you creating the circle in yourself? This is key. Because by creating that circle in yourself, riding yourself is how one of my students puts it, that gives your horse the framework and that clarity to move harmoniously with you, okay, so that you can move together. If you're just asking your horse in these different ways, and maybe your aids are very refined and all that, but if the focus is just on what your horse is doing, that isn't going to work so well. That's pushing and pulling your horse. No, 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 no. What you want to do is be very clear that you're creating the movement in yourself that creates a clarity for your horse, a framework, if you will, and you invite your horse to move along with you, okay, to come into that. And that's how you can move with your horse. Okay, this is something that I teach in my Move With Your Horse program. We get very much into this. As a matter of fact, one of my students just recently, she's been riding her whole life, many, several decades. And she said that this was such a big discovery for her. 
because she was always focused on what her horse was doing and how she could, you know, ask her horse differently, maybe correct the horse, try to help the horse do the movement better. But she wasn't thinking so much on what she calls it riding herself. And now she is, and her horse suddenly is so much more supple, more enthusiastic, more responsive, all the good stuff that we want. Okay, so this is key. So for example, whenever I teach, because I've been teaching this work for about 30 years, whenever I teach a Feldenkrais lesson called pelvic clock, now that involves a lot of pelvic circular movements. And by the way, you may have seen pelvic clock and other approaches that are not Feldenkrais. Dr. Moshe Feldenkrais originated the whole idea of pelvic clock. Other approaches have borrowed it, but they don't have the nuances of it. They have like the rough outline of it, if you will, but it doesn't have the richness. So I'm going to say that right now. So this is a very different experience when you do it with the Feldenkrais method. Okay. So once I teach this lesson and then my students get on their horse, maybe that day, maybe the next day, maybe three days from then, their nervous system suddenly knows how to create a circle, okay? Knows, knows it on a very deep level, okay? Not just intellectually, but feels it, has experienced it. And suddenly their horse is just what seems magically are better balanced on the circle, are bending more easily, all this amazing stuff. And what's so fascinating about this is that it's not only true for riding your horse on a circle. Just say you're hand walking your horse on a circle. After doing a lesson like that, and by the way, doesn't just have to be pelvic clock. I've done this with many different things that help improve the movement of the pelvis in these different ways. But once you, so once you get that and you're say hand walking your horse on a circle, suddenly that is easier for your horse as well. Again, because you are better balanced. So you say you're walking on a circle, right? You yourself, you're walking on the circle. Your horse is here, whether attached to you with a lead line or at liberty, your horse then starts to come along with you. You know, there's mirror neurons at work too, and all kinds of things. You have this sense of clarity about the circle and your horse can come along. You're inviting your horse along with that level of awareness of how to create the circle. And again, I want to emphasize this, this approach um, applies to any movement you're doing with the horse. So for example, I can give you one from my own history. Many years ago, okay, we're talking over 30 years ago, my horse was having difficulty with shoulder in. At least that's how I thought of it. My horse was having difficulty doing shoulder in until I did a particular Feldenkrais lesson. Again, it's one that I often teach because it was so game changing for me. And it was just I, amazing because I got on my horse and I just, oh, I'm going to do a little shoulder in. Boom. My horse was brilliant. Just amazing how how supple and responsive he got and how his ability, you know, to engage that inside hind, to to bend, to do all the things was suddenly right there. Why? Because I improved. I changed myself and my horse changed. Okay. Because it was always me stopping him in the first place. I wasn't clear. I was creating some level of resistance in him, not just from lack of clarity, but downright resistance that 
lesson was one of the ones that helped me be more balanced in the saddle and helped me get rid of my long-standing hip pain. I had trouble with my hips since I was 18 years old. And it was I went from doctor to doctor and different therapies. Nothing helped until I discovered the Feldenkrais method. Okay. And it allowed me to be a much more effective, more balanced rider as well. Okay. So super important. So I don't care what activity you're doing with your horse. Maybe you just like to saunter down the trail. Maybe you're an inventor. Maybe you're a rainer. No matter what you do, it's important to have the body awareness, the control, the coordination, the ability to organize your movement, to create it for the horse to step into. Okay. This is what we do in Move With Your Horse program because it's super, super important, complete game changer. And, you know, you might be wondering, well, I don't know how to do that, right? Well, I would say start by noticing differences. Start by noticing differences in yourself. So just say you're sitting right now. Don't do this if you're driving, please, okay? And I wouldn't even do this first on the horse. But maybe you're just sitting in a chair quietly, not operating any heavy machinery or riding a horse. And you just start to notice how your feet are making contact with the floor. How does the left foot compare to the right foot? Maybe one is a little heavier and, oh, I never noticed that before. Do I always do that? You know, and you start to, to be curious about it, not judgmental. Practice what I call compassionate curiosity. That's curiosity without the judgment. Okay. Just noticing. Differences, by the way, are to be celebrated. That's what informs your nervous system and that's how you improve. Okay. So differences are fantastic. So your feet, you're noticing what each, you know, your toes are doing. Again, you compare one side to the other and really tune in, really take your time with this. Notice how each ankle feels. Maybe one feels a little tighter than the other. Really like take the time to notice yourself. You will start to, what will happen over time is that your, your nervous system will develop this ability to become really aware, to have that self-awareness. And then bring your attention on up. Notice how your left lower leg feels. Hmm. Is there a sense of tightness there? Now, what about the right one? Now, if you're on your horse, because maybe later on, if it's safe for you to do, you do this on your horse. And you think, well, how does each leg make contact with my horse? Are they different? For many people, they will be. Maybe one leg will feel shorter than the other. And you'll think, well, that's why I lose my stirrup, right? On that side, right? So really pay attention to this. Notice the thighs. And again, you want to compare one side to the other. Notice how your pelvis is sitting on the surface, whether that's the chair or the saddle. Very, very common for people to be asymmetrical in, with their seat bones, be heavier on one side. And you really have to check this because a lot of us have been asymmetrical for so long that our brain has decided that it's even, that we're even, that they're, they're level, but they're not, okay? And, and merely sitting on your hands may not give you an accurate representation. It, it may help a little to give you a sense, but a lot of times when you sit on your hands, either palm up or palm down, 
you change the way you're organizing your trunk and you automatically balance your seat bones a little bit more. So keep that in mind if you put your hands under your seat bones. If you have a very close friend and she doesn't mind you sitting on her hands, not when you're on your horse, but in a chair, hopefully with a little padding underneath so she doesn't get squished, that may give you some information because she can tell you, ow, one hand, you know, my right hand is really getting squished or my left hand and the other one isn't. So a few things you can do like that, okay? But then start to bring your attention on up. Notice how your lower back feels. Notice, notice it without touching, but you can also, if it's safe, put your hands back there. Does one side feel tighter than the other? Is your back very arched or is it rounded? And in different parts of the back can be rounded or overly arched, okay, or extended. So start to pay attention to that. Notice how your spine feels. Notice how your shoulder blades are hanging. Are they up by your ears or are they just hanging naturally? And I would discourage you from trying to force them down and back because that will backfire. Don't do that. Just notice and just think of releasing any unnecessary effort. It can be helpful to purposely contract places that you're you're less aware of, like maybe hold one shoulder up really high or both, and then let them go. Let them go. Right? And maybe put them down slower than that. Like hold them, hold them, hold them, and let them go. And see if they go lower when you do that. Again, compare one side to the other. You can play with bringing one shoulder up and forward and back, maybe doing circles with each shoulder and letting them go back down. Okay, so start to do little movements. You can move your ankles. You can do little things comparing one side to the other. Notice how your arms feel, your hands. Again, noticing one side, comparing it to the other. Notice the carriage of your head. Where are your eyes looking? What's your horizon? Do you tend to look down? Many of us, because of our devices, our phones, etc., we have this rounded posture and we look down a lot. Right? Notice where you're looking. This will all affect your health, by the way, and also your horse. It will definitely impact your riding and your horse's ability to move with you and you to move with your horse. Okay, so you just do like a complete body scan. Again, feeling differences, celebrating differences, because that means you're paying attention. You're developing your ability to sense yourself. This is key. Okay, this is really, really important. And over time, you'll get better and better at this. Okay, it could be like something you just do before you ride or, you know, first when you first get in the saddle. Kind of go through like a pre-flight test, if you will, and notice how you feel or midway through your ride, check in again. Right? Very, very important. So that can give you a little foundation for this idea of really being a, starting to develop body awareness. There's, there's a lot more to it than that. And that's why we go in depth of this in my Move With Your Horse program. Okay. But another thing to think about too is Even like notice how your throat feels. Notice how your chest feels. Your solar plexus. Your belly. Notice how you're breathing. 
so many of us hold our breath or we breathe in this kind of irregular way or we think we have to breathe a certain way. Just notice how free is your belly to move with your breath. Very common for, for people, men and women, but I see it more in women, to hold the belly in all the time. And it creates a very strong habit that you're not even aware of. And it will restrict your horse and limit your movement. Not recommended at all. Let the belly be free. Now, there are times where you're, you will be engaging your core, but in a healthy, intentional way, not in a compulsive way of pulling the belly in. Sometimes you see it um, or you hear people giving suggestions, whether they're personal trainers or whatnot, and they say, suck your belly into your spine and like hold it there all the time. No, no, no. That will be very difficult for you to be able to move your pelvis and back. You know, your spine will be restricted, your pelvis, it'll affect your legs, it'll affect everything, often in a very negative way. So I wouldn't encourage you to do that, but be aware of if you're doing that unconsciously, you're holding the belly in. Many of us started in childhood to learn how to hold the belly in. We thought we looked better, maybe. And that develops into an unconscious habit. That will restrict your horse's movement. So again, there are times when you strongly use your core, strongly use flexor muscles, etc. But it's done intentionally and in a way that is healthy for you and healthy for your horse's movement as well. Okay, super important. So getting back to your breathing, that will also give you kind of a window into your emotions, into your emotional state, be into what you're thinking about. Because just like it's important to be aware of how your body is setting the stage for your horse, right? creating the conditions for your horse, so do your thoughts. Your mind is very powerful. And so you might have all these unconscious habitual loops that you're running through, you know, different thoughts that are not serving you. And just like with our movement habits, they can become so habitual that we're not aware of them. So check in, check in and start to notice them. Have that full self-awareness. It's not just like body awareness, it's emotional awareness. It's your, you know, being aware of what your mind is doing, what your mind is creating. And you want your body and your mind to be aligned with your intention of what experience you want to create with your horse. And by doing that, then you and your horse can really enter into this beautiful partnership where you can be partners in this dance. Okay. And it could be very harmonious, very important. So another resource I'm going to give you that's super valuable and it's completely free is my three video rider masterclass. It will help you feel if you're balanced in the saddle, help improve your position. They're very gentle Feldenkrais based awareness exercises that done in a chair. They're like 15 minutes or so each. They're super easy to do and very actionable. And you can, no matter your age or level of condition, you can always do them. You can modify them. It's very important. You only do what's easy and comfortable and safe for you, but you can always modify my instructions. But if you go to marydebono.com forward slash rider and sign up and get them. So marydebono.com forward slash rider, and they're completely free. So that'll really get you started on this idea of 
having the coordination, the awareness, the control to create the movement that you want to experience with your horse. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love sharing this work. So I appreciate you listening, being here with me, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Easier Movement, Happier Horses. Remember to grab your free video masterclass for riders at marydebono.com forward slash rider. You'll get three easy, effective exercises to improve your back, hips, position, and posture. People love these videos. It's important for riders and non-riders alike. I'm Mary DeBono. Go have fun with your horses. Bye for now.